Delta Corp merges with coffee holding company to create PubGo. United States-based coffee roaster and distributor, Coffee Holding Company Incorporated, announced on September 30 that it had entered into a definitive merger and share exchange agreement with private holding company, Delta Corp Holdings Limited. The transaction will be conducted through a newly created holding structure, with Coffee Holdings and Delta, each becoming wholly owned subsidiaries of PubGo, the name of the new holding company. Upon closing of the transactions, which is expected in the first quarter of 2023, PubCo will trade on Nasdaq under the ticker symbol ADLOG. Mudit Polywal, Chief Executive Officer and Founder, Peter Scherf, Non-Executive Chairman, and Joseph Nelson, Chief Financial Officer, will continue to lead the merged company, while Andrew Gordon, the current President and Chief Executive Officer of Coffee Holding, will continue to lead Coffee Holding, as a wholly-owned subsidiary of PubCo. This transaction is a transformative next step for coffee holding. The Delta team has a successful track record building a global business, offering our shareholders a unique opportunity and potential for additional returns. I am confident that coffee holdings employees, customers, and shareholders will enjoy the many potential benefits of this partnership, said Andrew Gordon, President and Chief Executive Officer, Coffee Holding. The agreement, which was unanimously approved by Coffee Holdings Board of Directors and Delta's Board of Directors, is subject to certain conditions, including, in particular, approval by Coffee Holdings shareholders and approval of the listing of PubCo's shares on the Nasdaq stock market, the company said in a press release. Coffee Holdings shareholders will receive one common share of PubCo for each common share of Coffee Holdings they own, and Delta shareholders will exchange their Delta shares for $625 million in common shares of PubCo, subject to certain adjustments, at an implied diluted value per share of $5.50. The Delta shareholders will become the majority shareholders of PubCo. Delta is excited to reach an agreement with Coffee Holding for the proposed transaction which I believe will provide substantial benefits to all stakeholders of Delta and Coffee Holding. Since our founding in 2019, Delta has experienced rapid growth in revenues and profitability, and is now a leading global logistics provider to many of the world's top natural resource, industrial, and energy businesses. I am proud to say this has been achieved through our focus on customer service and innovation, backed by a strong leadership team with decades of experience. The transaction will enable us to accelerate the expansion of our business and enter new markets that have synergies with our core businesses. This includes a broadening of our energy transition, sustainability, and environmental stewardship-related service offerings, said Mudit Paliwal, Chief Executive Officer and Founder, Delta Corp. Delta has been able to capitalize on the global commodity revolution as a leading asset light third-party logistics provider. Our growth has historically come from market share capture and strategic, bolt-on acquisitions funded primarily through internally generated cash flows. This has kept our balance sheet strong and with no debt. We anticipate continuing this approach to growth in the years ahead, while making strategic investments in new technologies to increase operational efficiency, reduce risk and or enhance our decision-making, enabling us to accelerate our growth into the future," said Peter Scherf non-executive chairman of the board of directors, Delta Corp. NCA names Catherine Lawson, new chair of Science Leadership Council. The National Coffee Association announced that Catherine Lawson, MSRDN, has been named the new chair of the NCA Science Leadership Council, SLC, the preeminent authority on coffee science in the U.S.
In her new role as SLC chair, Ms. Lawson will guide the work of the council on a range of scientific issues affecting the coffee industry, from regulation and policy to research monitoring, health and nutrition, food safety, and more. A registered dietitian, Ms. Lawson serves as Nestle USA's senior regulatory and scientific affairs manager, where she leads a team of professionals in applying science to consumer product development while coordinating Nestle's regulatory strategy in support of the Nestle Coffee Partners, Global Brands, and Bakery Suites businesses. Ms. Lawson is also actively involved in the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics and has served on the boards of the Commission of Dietetic Registration, CDRs, Cultures of Gender and Age, COGA, Member Interest Group, and the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics Political Action Committee, ANPAC. Ms. Lawson completed her Bachelor of Science in Dietetics with an emphasis in health promotion at Michigan State University, and her combined Master of Science and Dietetic Internship from the University of Vermont. I am thrilled to lead the Science Leadership Council at such an important time for the NCA and for the coffee industry. With such rapid innovation happening across the coffee value chain and an increasingly complex regulatory environment, the work of the distinguished scientists on the SLC has never been more critical, said Catherine Lawson. Catherine will bring with her an incredible depth of knowledge in the nutrition, food science, and regulatory space that will be essential to the success of the SLC moving forward. We could not be more excited to have her leading this group of distinguished scientists at a time of such unprecedented change in our industry, said Bill Murray, NCA President and CEO. Ms. Lawson will be filling the role previously held by Dr. Brian Skainberg, formerly of Starbucks Corporation, who has transitioned to a new leadership role at the Institute for Food Safety and Health, IFSH, at the Illinois Institute of Technology. NCA thanks Dr. Skainberg for his many years of service and dedication to coffee in the SLC. Slow coffee trading in Vietnam, Indonesia ahead of new crop season. Coffee trading in Vietnam remained slow last week as stocks were depleted. Supplies from the new season will not be available until November, traders told Reuters on Thursday. Farmers in Vietnam's Central Highlands, the country's largest coffee-growing region, sold COFVNDAK beans for 46,600 to 47,000 dong, $1.95 to $1.97 per kilogram. From 46,400 to 47,400 dong, $1.94 to $1.98 range last week. Trade, supply, and demand are all dull at the moment. Price for upcoming harvest has yet been set. It depends on the weather next month, although the current condition is favorable for the trees, said a Vietnamese trader in the coffee belt. Typhoon Noru recently hit the north of the Central Highlands, Vietnam's largest coffee-growing region. According to traders, it rained mainly in GLI and Kontam provinces, and fortunately, did not have a major impact on crops. Rains in September and early October do little to no harm to the trees, a Vietnamese trader in the coffee belt told Reuters. Another trader in the same region stated that the harvest season is expected to begin by the end of November, with an output of around 30 million 60 kilogram bags. On Wednesday last week, 
Robusta futures on ICE settled up $4 at $2,160 per ton. In the Indonesian province of Lampung, coffee bean prices remained unchanged from the previous week. Located in South Sumatra, Lampung is the largest coffee-growing region in Indonesia, where 60% of the country's coffee exports come from. Robusta is grown on most of the coffee plantations in the province. One trader in Lampung offered an $80 to $90 discount on the November contract, while another offered a $30 to $40 discount on the same contract. Supply is decreasing as the main harvest has ended. Traders are competing with each other for beans despite rising prices, an Indonesian trader told Reuters. Data from a local trade office shows that Indonesia exported 35,952.5 tons of Sumatran Robusta coffee beans in August, more than double the shipments in the same month last year. The State of Brazil's Weather-Damaged Coffee Trees Brazil's latest plight, the reduction of the coffee harvest, is the result of earlier difficult weather conditions such as drought and frost. The coffee trees are finally showing the impact of the bad weather. These effects could continue for a while, threatening Brazilian coffee producers in addition to uncertain weather patterns. Major extremes between temperature highs and lows are becoming a constant challenge. September usually marks the beginning of a new season, when coffee trees blossom after the first rains. But Brazilian growers have reported strange phenomena. The leaves of the trees fall off, and the flowers have a strange shape. The fruits also fall to the ground before they can even ripen. On a farm in Monte Santo de Minas, the agronomists were reluctant to forecast yields because the trees had significant damage. Agronomists don't even want to give me an estimate for my production, because there is just so much we don't know, a farm owner in Brazil told Bloomberg. Carlos Augusto Rodriguez de Mello, president of one of the largest cooperatives in the world, Cusupe, is still optimistic. The time of regular rains has finally arrived and will give the coffee trees some breathing space. He expects next year's harvest to be better than last year's, despite the problems reported so far. Brazil, the world's largest coffee producer, has just finished its last harvest. As yield was low, coffee stocks were also likely to fall to a record low. Kusupe ended the harvest with 6,060 kilogram bags. This is a similar level to last year, but less than 8 million bags in 2020, the last normal harvest in Brazil. In Colombia, the world's second-largest coffee producer, La Niña is threatening coffee production and putting additional pressure on global stocks. Coffee exports in Colombia have fallen by 25% to 820,060-kilogram bags. Together with the problems in other countries, this will contribute to food inflation. As a result, coffee prices have already risen from a two-and-a-half-week low, following news of hail and heavy rains in the state of Minas Gerais, which accounts for about 30% of Brazilian coffee production. It was reported that the rainfall was 185% above average for this time of year. Typhoon Norris bears Vietnam's coffee, Indonesia's supplies tighten. Noru one of the strongest storms in Asia in the last two decades hit the Central Highlands, Vietnam's largest coffee-growing region, but did not cause critical damage. The provinces of Gialai and Kon received the most rain, but without significant damage to the crop.
Bartox recently reported that Noru would sweep over Vietnam and threaten the coffee fields. It was predicted that the storm would pass over the coffee-growing areas of Central Highlands before weakening as it reached Thailand. Fortunately, the typhoon largely spared Vietnamese farmers, only causing some weaker cherries to drop. Normally, the harvest in Vietnam goes from October to January, but a local trader told Reuters that this year, it would be delayed to November, making it too early to comment on the quality of this year's harvest. Many farmers have used less fertilizer because of the high prices, and this is expected to have a negative impact on quality. Vietnamese coffee exports reportedly rose 13.7% to 1.3 million tons in the first nine months of 2022, equivalent to 21.7 million 60kg bags. Vietnam is the world's second-largest coffee producer and the largest producer of Robusta. As last year's supplies run out, the price of Robusta has risen and is likely to continue to do so due to the late harvest and in part due to a tightening of supply in Indonesia's Lampung province, which is the country's main coffee-growing region. Vietnamese farmers in the Central Highlands sell their coffee for $1.95 to $1.99 per kilogram. Despite the higher prices, demand for Vietnamese and Indonesian Robusta beans has steadily increased. Wadidi Colombian coffee production drops 10%. Colombia's National Federation of Coffee Growers recently published its revised forecast for the 2021-2022 harvest. The organization predicts that Colombian coffee production will fall to an eight-year low this year. An industry leader told Reuters that a decline in plantation renovation and fertilizer use poses problems for future harvests. The report shows a fall of 10% to 8.2 million 60-kilogram bags, from more than 9 million bags a year earlier in the period of January to September. In September 2022 alone, the production fell by 31% to 834,060 kilogram bags, compared to over 1.2 million bags produced in the same month of 2021. Consequently, exports of Colombian coffee have also declined by 6% in the January to September period, and by 25% in September 2022. In the last 12 months, coffee exports declined by 7% to 11.9 million 60-kilogram bags from 12.8 million bags. Several factors have negatively affected production, most notably, excessive rain. According to the Colombian Institute of Meteorology, Colombia has received 20-40% to 40 more rainfall than average. Climate change has affected flowering, and a local agronomist said that the yield of the second harvest could be 50% lower compared to other harvests. Roberto Vélez, CEO of the National Federation of Coffee Growers of Colombia, said in an interview on Wednesday night that the expected drop in the harvest, possibly the lowest since 2014, is due to heavy rains caused by the La Nina weather phenomenon as well as climate change. In Colombia, we've now gone 26 months where the monthly rainfall has exceeded the historical average that is accompanied by cloudiness and a lack of sun, which decreases production, said Roberto Vélez, CEO, Colombian Coffee Growers Federation. In addition, the cost of fertilizer has skyrocketed as a result of the Russia-Ukraine war and transport bottlenecks. Colombia imports most of its fertilizer, but due to higher prices, producers have been using less of it, 
which hampers production. Labor costs have also increased, as the pandemic has made it more difficult to find workers. With the harvest expected to be smaller and more spread out, as an agronomist from the major coffee region of Kindio put it, it will be more difficult, and therefore more expensive, to pick the cherries. The average cost of coffee production rose by almost 45% last year due to these factors. The upside of the rains is that quality is expected to be better as the rains have driven away the coffee berry borer, a pest that bores holes in the coffee beans and lays its eggs there. Clearly, this will drive up prices even more. <laughs>